Harry spent a lot of time over the next few days dodging out of sight whenever he saw a Gilderoy Lockhart coming down a corridor. Harder to avoid was Colin Creevy, who seemed to have memorized Harry's schedule. Nothing seemed to give Colin a bigger thrill than to say, All right, Harry? Six or seven times a day and hear, Hello, Colin, back. However exasperated Harry sounded when he said it. Welcome to Potter Chat. My name's Arius. My name's Isabel. And we are a father-daughter team going through the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. Book by book. Movie by movie. Scene by scene. I've read through the whole Harry Potter series quite a few times. I've read through the series once and this is my second time going through. And this podcast is made for you, whether it's your first time through the series. Or your 50th time through the series. And if it is your first time reading through the series, don't worry, we won't spoil anything for you. And make sure you read or listen to each chapter before you listen to the episode. So sit back and listen. Or strap on your running shoes. Or buckle up and drive safely. Or get out your rags and spray. And enjoy enjoy this this episode episode of Potter Potter Chat. Chat. All right, here we are, Isabel, episode 27. Yep, this is episode 27. Sure is. Chapter 7, Mudbloods and Murmurs. Murmur, murmur. Um, okay. <laughs> right. It was the one murmuring. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. That's how you murmur. Oh, is that how that works? Okay. Yeah. Was, you right. go, mm. murmur, murmur. <laughs> Huh, I guess I didn't know that. Now well, there's you one, do. There's one question answered then. Yeah. All right, so Duh. this is a pretty short chapter. There's not a whole lot that happens there. Not a lot of action. No, not much action. Um, so I think it's probably pretty easy to summarize the whole thing in about uh, 30 seconds or so, wouldn't you think? Yeah, you could totally do that. I could? Yeah, I went last time. Oh, did you? You know, we really should keep track of this. Um, And I think I've said that each time we've recorded, and we still haven't. Maybe one day. I'm telling you I went first last time. Uh, Sure, you very well could have. I don't remember. Well, I do. Well, good for you. Okay, so 30 seconds to recap uh, Mud, Bloods, and Murmurs, Chapter 7. Ready? No. (laughs) Steady. I'm holding very steady. I'm waiting for you. Go. Okay. In this chapter, Harry is avoiding Lockhart. He has to get up early for Quidditch practice. Colin is annoying. Malfoy's dad buys his way onto his team. And Ron eats slugs. Oh, and then they go to detention. And Harry hears a weird noise in the wall. Uh, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Actually, um, no, he doesn't. Harry just hears a weird noise. He doesn't know where it's coming from. That's part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know if it's in a wall or if it's right behind him or if it's in the ceiling. Or if it's an invisible person, but if it were an invisible person. Okay, hold on, hold on. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. (laughs) Okay. It could have been Peeves just floating around in there being invisible. Okay, well, that's, uh, yeah, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. So let's go back to the begin. Actually, you know what? How about we talk about what was the last thing that happened in the last chapter, chapter six? Um, uh, hey, the last sentence is... Um, is um? He, I don't think it says um. No, the last sentence is he says he's done. 
Right. And Ron muttered. Yes. So Ron is talking about Lockhart and all of his books. Oh, because they just had their Defense Against the Dark Arts class where all the pixies were out. I think Ron's on to something, though. He might be, because it does seem a little fishy. That he can defeat werewolves and things, but he can't nip Cornish pixies into their cage. Right. It's a little suspicious. Yeah, it's like he tries some spell. I don't remember what it was. It didn't work at all. So, but yeah, we will um, definitely talk more about him as this book goes on, I'm sure. Okay, so uh, the chapter. this chapter starts out with Harry avoiding Lockhart whenever he sees him. And then um, Colin Creevy is starting to get a little more annoying as well. And let's see. Hedwig is angry at Harry. And Ron's wand is still malfunctioning. So that's pretty much where it starts. Um, Oh, one of the things that happens with Ron's wand is that in Charms class... It actually flew out of his hand and, and hit, hit Flitwick right between the eyes. Square. <laughs> Squarely between the eyes, yes. My goodness. All right, so now it's Saturday, and the trio is planning to go visit Hagrid in the morning. But Harry gets woken up early. So who wakes up Harry? Oliver Wood. Yes, Oliver Wood. And why on earth is Oliver Wood... Waking up Harry when it's still dark out. Or just starting to get light. It's at the crack of dawn. Because all summer he's been working on this new Quidditch strategy thingy. (laughs) Which requires them to get up at the crack of dawn. Oh my goodness. Which is stupid. Well, maybe. Kind of. I don't know. Well, at least. necessarily. Because it says that he doesn't get breakfast. So at least they could start after breakfast so that they could eat something. Well, I think he's trying to get an early head start because he is very competitive, which we found out from the last book. And he really wants to win the Quidditch Cup. And they should have last year. So he wants to make sure but that Harry they do was this unconscious year. in the hospital wing. Right. So Harry missed the last Harry. Game. Yeah. <laughs> Harry. So really, it's all Harry's fault. <laughs> well, kind of, it is. Um, so yeah, he wants to. He wants to win, which that's good. I mean, he's the captain of the team. He should want to win, and so he's just trying to get a head start. Now, here is the problem, though. Crackadon, why that early? That's not the problem. The problem yes. is that they stay in the changing room way too long and everyone's half asleep as he's trying to explain everything and then they don't even go out to the quidditch pitch until after breakfast time that's the problem had they gotten up early and gone to the quidditch pitch and practiced right away until breakfast time then that's fine but having the practice last through breakfast well and really they weren't even practicing yet so okay, so that's we're getting a so little then, bit ahead of ourselves. So again. then they were in the locker room for like three hours. Exactly. Dang. So okay, before we I get there, been, though, I would have been out. <laughs> um, before we get there, so before Harry even leaves the common room, um, his buddy Colin Creevy finds him. So yay, yeah. So Colin is kind of annoying. Um, kinda, yeah, maybe slightly more than kinda. But the cool thing that he has is he actually has one of the his pictures developed, and we found out. I think it was in the last chapter that. So this is before digital cameras. Yep. So he had to use film. And we found out that with some special potion or a charm or something, someone was able to make the pictures move like all the pictures do in the Wizarding World. Whoa. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. So he, so Colin. Why can't, why can't we have that? Well. Instead of having <sighs> videos, just take a picture. And then. And then what? It'll take up less time. Because then, like, they could, like, we could use our phone or iPad or whatever and, like, have that, like, potion or charm or whatever Mm -hmm. in the device and then just take a picture and it'll automatically start moving. Right, but that doesn't replace a video, though. They're two different things. But I mean it could. Well, no. It wouldn't because, all right, so this picture, so it's the one of Harry and Lockhart. So in the Where picture. Where Lockhart's tugging Harry's arm. Right. You see Lockhart in there and he's tugging hard on Harry's arm, trying to get him to come back into the frame. That's not what happened. If they had done an actual video, that's not what happened. So a video records what I has even, happened. I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> well, I kind of do. Okay, so just to recap, uh, Colin wanted a picture of Harry. I got that part. And then Lockhart was around there. And I got that part. Lockhart jumped in the picture, put his arm around Harry, and had him take a picture of both of them. Oh. And then afterwards. And then Lockhart said that Harry's trying to get famous, even though he already right. is famous. Yes. And Lockhart's just jealous because he's not famous. Right. <laughs> Something like that. So, anyways, okay. So, let's get back to the story here. So, Colin asks Harry if he will sign the picture. No. Harry says no. I don't blame him for saying no. No, that was uh, definitely a good choice on his part. But good job, he, Harry. He tells Colin he's on his way to Quidditch practice. And so, of course, Colin wants to come with because he's never seen a Quidditch game. But it's not a game, it's just a practice. That was the first thing I thought of, and so it's going to be pretty boring, and Harry tells him that. But Colin doesn't care, he still wants to go down there, and he doesn't really even understand Quidditch yet, Colin. Seriously, Colin, you live in the wizarding world, you should know about Quidditch. Well, how did Harry learn about Quidditch? Uh, From other wizards telling him. Yeah, so somebody... By this point, sh- should have told him what Quidditch is. Well, he's heard of it, but he doesn't understand it. The only reason Harry understood it by this point is because Harry w- got on to the Quidditch team. That's why Oliver well, Wood explained everything. Colin's not on the team. So well, nobody I mean, has taken the time to explain all the rules to him. Well, someone should have explained the rules to him. <laughs> nobody had a reason to. Uh, yeah, because they could have been talking about Quidditch, and then he could have been like, oh, I don't know how to, how, like, Quidditch works, and then they could have been like, oh, I'll tell you how it works, this is what it does, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, it obviously did not happen, though, so. <laughs> well, anyways, it should have. So the whole way down to the pitch, uh, Colin is asking him questions about how it works. Are there four balls, what do they all do, huh? Right, Is yep. there two that... Is it true that two of them fly? Right. So he's asking all those questions and Harry explains it to him. And um, Colin does know that he was the first uh, or the youngest player in 100 years. And finally, they get to the changing room and that's when Harry gets to get rid of him. So... Yay! So yeah, he Thank goes, God for the changing room. <laughs> right? So he goes into the changing room, and this is where Wood... <laughs> he holds up a large diagram of the Quidditch field, and there's a bunch of lines and arrows. And, and he explains that, and then there's another one on the Well, hold on. He, he taps it with his wand, and then the arrows begin to wiggle over the diagram like caterpillars. And there's one under that, and right. there's so, one under the one that's under that one. So after they start to move, this is when Wood starts to tell them about all the new tactics. And yes, there are the first board takes like 20 minutes, and then there's another one under that, and a third, and he just drones on and on and on. 
And one of the twins is snoring. Yep, they're not really paying attention at all. I don't. I don't think get. Anyone I, I don't understand how Wood doesn't hear them snoring. I think he is just so focused on his new tactics that he is very excited about. So he doesn't really pay attention to what they're do. They're doing so. So for all he knows, they could have left the locker room. Uh, I think he might have noticed that. But maybe not. I don't know. Well, I mean, like in movies all the time when you see people so into something and then they're not paying attention to the other people, they just leave the room and they don't notice it until they're done talking. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> yep. That does happen sometimes. So. And sometimes it happens in books, too. Yep. All right. So after so this uh, really long speech, um, Wood says that it's finally time to go put the new theories into practice so they all go out to the stadium and so i've noticed that they they call it a few different things the place where they play quidditch they've called it a quidditch pitch they've called it a field and they've called it a stadium yeah yeah so i think in the last one it was only called the quidditch pitch but now in the last two pages they've called it both a field and the stadium and a pitch. I think. Did they say that on here? I don't remember that. But they, Okay. Uh, Harry said it when he was talking to Colin. Okay. I guess I just missed that. Well, I probably missed it because I'm so used to them calling it the pitch because that's what it's always been called. But anyways, so Ron asked if they're finished yet and harry's like uh we haven't even started (laughs) um but yeah ron and hermione are sitting in the stands and they are eating toast with marmalade that sounds delicious right now it does no i'm hungry but i have to wait for confirmation So they all um, go up in the air on the brooms and they hear this weird clicking noise. And what is it? It is Colin taking pictures. <sighs> maybe maybe he's a Slytherin spy. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what Wood said. Well, first, Fred asks who it is and Harry's like, uh, uh, no idea. And he no clue. flies to the other side. And yeah, so then Wood says... You know, maybe it's a Slytherin spy. And George is like, well, the Slytherins don't need a spy. Because they're here. In person. So, yeah, the so, whole Slytherin team is walking onto the field with their brooms in their hand. And Wood, boo! Yeah, Wood gets all mad and he flies down there. And he calls to Flint, who is the Slytherin captain, and he tells him... That it is their time. They already booked it. And Flint is. Well, first Flint says that there's plenty of room for all of us, Wood. Which I don't remember that line from the first time I read it. I thought he just told Gryffindor to get off the field. When you read it before we recorded the episode? No, no, no. Like when I read it the first few dozen times <laughs> well i mean it has I, been a while since you read it right i maybe it's partly because of the way the scene is portrayed in the movie that might have um made me misremember it that's possible probably so anyways yeah he tells them that uh there's plenty of room for all of us and of course wood is still mad at him i booked the field and there and, are three girls on the Gryffindor team, zero girls on the Slytherin team. Yep. And then Flint reads the note that he has from Professor Snape saying that they can they have permission to practice because they need to train their new seeker. And their new seeker is, of course, Draco Malfoy. Boo. Yeah, so then um, Fred says, aren't you Lucius Malfoy's son? And then Flint is like, funny you should mention Draco's father. Because what did he do? He He bought bought 
them all the new brooms. Yep, the Nimbus 2001. The and very one. latest model. That's what I said, 2001. 2000, Nimbus 2001. Nimbus 2001. You can say it either way. They're both correct. But my way sounds better. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> right. So, of course, those are really good brooms. and So, Ron and Hermione come over there and Ron asks what's going on. And so he finds out that he, Malfoy is the new Slytherin seeker. And yeah. So Hermione says at least no one on the Gryffindor team had to buy their way in. They got in on pure talent, which is a good point. I love the way she says it in the movie. Yep. I like her attitude in it. Yeah. So. Because, um, yeah, Malfoy was looking incredibly smug before that and doesn't look quite as smug anymore. And then he says, no one asked your opinion, you filthy little mudblood. Mud now, before you had read this chapter, had you ever heard the term mudblood? Before I read it the first time? Yes, the first time. No. Okay. What did you think it meant? I don't know. I don't remember. That was like three years ago. <laughs> okay. I don't remember either. Other than, I mean, just from the way he said it, you can tell it's something not very nice. Yeah. So at this point, there is almost a fight between pretty much everyone. Uh, Ron does try to send a spell over to Malfoy. And. Well, this is interesting here. So there's a loud bang and a jet of green light. Green? Yes. The only place I remember a green light before this is... uh, Maybe I shouldn't even mention it. Is in Harry's memory? Yes, Harry's memory. They do mention that before. Yeah, they mention it. Right, but they never... Because Harry sees flashes of green light. Right. Yes, and what? Yeah, I just thought of something, but I can't say it. Well, I'm so glad you said that you thought of something you can't say. That made it so interesting for everyone. (laughs) I know. You're welcome to people who have never read the series before. You're very confused right now. Okay, so when that happens, um, because remember, Ron's wand is broken. So the light shot out of the wrong end of his wand and hit him in the stomach. So what happens is Ron comes, or Hermione comes over to Ron to see if he's okay, and a he lets out an almighty belch. Is that what yours says too? Uh, Does Ron let out let me an find almighty it. belch? And several slugs dribbled out of his mouth onto his lap. So, yeah. And of course, the Slytherin team is all laughing at him. And Ron keeps up belching and more slugs come out. So Harry and Hermione take him to Hagrid's. Yep, that's what it says. Okay, just making sure they both say the same thing. And yeah, Colin does say, does come down there, ask what happened. Is he ill? But you can cure him, can't you? The <sighs> the picture in my book looks so weird. Yeah, it does. So, um, yeah, so Harry <laughs> just tells Colin to get out of the way and... Right before they get to Hagrid's house, they or his hut. No, it does say house. It says Hagrid's house. Um, but anyways, they see Gilderoy Lockhart coming out, and you know they hear a little bit. You know, just the end of the conversation. It's a simple matter if you know what you're doing. If you need help, you know where I am. I'll give you a copy of my book. I'm surprised you haven't already got one. I'll sign one tonight and send it over. Well, goodbye. Ah, Lockhart. <laughs> so full of himself. Why do you need to sign it? Um, because he thinks that everybody wants an autographed copy of his books. 
Yeah, maybe some people not. don't even want a copy of your book. Uh, yeah, including Hagrid. <laughs> he doesn't even want yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so after he leaves, they come up, knock on the door, and Hagrid's looking grumpy at first, but then he's excited to see them. Uh, they tell him... He, well, Hagrid thinks that he might be Lockhart coming back. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't blame him for looking grumpy then. Right. So they tell him what happened to Ron, and Hermione says that there's nothing they can do except wait for them to stop. So, of course, you know, they ask what Lockhart was doing, and he was trying to give them advice about something, and going on about a banshee that he banished. And Hagrid says something interesting. Wait, okay, so he can banish a banshee, but he can't control Cornish freshly caught Cornish pixies? Uh, yeah. Something wrong so, with okay. that, dude. Uh, yeah, it's looking a little sketchy for Lockhart. But, all right, Hagrid says an interesting thing. He says, if one word of it were true, I'll eat my kettle. <laughs> Which is just kind of funny to think about to begin with. Who would eat but, a kettle? <laughs> well, Hagrid will if uh, that book is true. So Hagrid is calling Lockhart out as a liar. Ooh, Lockhart's in trouble. Yeah. And Harry thinks that it is most unlike Hagrid to criticize a Hogwarts teacher. That is true. Yeah. And then Hermione comes to his defense. And what does she say? She says, I think you're being a bit unfair. Professor Dumbledore obviously thought he was the best man for the job. He was the only man for the job. Right. Because apparently it's uh, getting very difficult to find anyone for the defense against the dark arts job. Because people are starting to think that it's jinxed. So no one's lasted longer. No one's lasted long for a while now. I just realized something, and it's true for all the books. All the book? All the books. <laughs> There's an S oh. at the end of that. Okay. I couldn't hear the S. Oh, well, I was also mumbling <laughs> at the end, so I mean. Right, that's why the S didn't come out. Okay, um, yeah, so this is where they get to the part. Oh, yeah, because Hagrid asks who Ron was trying to curse, and it was... Draco Malfoy. Right, (laughs) and um, Harry says that Malfoy called Hermione something. It must have been really bad because everyone went wild. So Harry has no idea what that means. Uh, Hermione doesn't either. So Ron says that it was bad. Malfoy called her a mudblood. And Hagrid looks outraged. He didn't. So, and Hermione even says that she doesn't know what it means. She could tell it was really rude, but that's about it. So, so this is where we find out what a mudblood is. Um, Ron says it's the most insulting thing he could think of. A mudblood is a really foul name for someone who is muggle-born. So, non-magical parents. Because there's, there's some wizard families, like Malfoy's, <laughs> that think they are better because they're what people call pure blood. Okay, so I remember the first time through the series like in the beginning like the first book i thought draco's name was actually malfoy because that's like all they call him they never <laughs> call him draco okay well, well they draco well they only calls harry potter <laughs> he only calls harry by his last name potter that sounds really funny if you don't have he the, only uh, calls harry potter <laughs> right that's all he calls he just calls harry potter Harry Potter. <laughs> Potter. <laughs> Malfoy. <laughs> right. So we, and we did talk about that before. Oh, I don't remember if we actually brought this up on the podcast or not. So remember, we were wondering, like, middle of last book about people 
calling others by their last name. Oh, specific. Oh, it came up in the movie episode how we were talking about McGonagall and Dumbledore at the beginning of the movie. Well, and book, how they're both calling each other Professor McGonagall, Professor Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. So I did actually get some feedback from a listener in the UK, and she said that is actually quite normal because a lot of things, it's just more formal over there. So that is not uncommon at a school to address uh, teachers to address each other as professor dumbledore professor mcgonagall so and then they apparently that is pretty normal however um as um never mind i won't bring that up right now because it's something that comes up later so we'll just stick a pin in that and come back to it later you can tell me afterwards yeah Okay. Like I can tell you my thing afterwards. Um, let's get back to the story here. Uh let's see. Her um her um her, her um. Her yes. um. Her um. Right. So Hagrid. No, not Hagrid. So Ron is still talking. Um he's explaining what mudblood is and he's saying you know that it's a bunch of BS because Look at Neville. He's a pure blood, and he can hardly stand a cauldron the right way up. <laughs> okay, that is true, though. Which is kind of funny. And then Hagrid points out that, you know, they haven't invented a spell that Hermione can't do. Which, well, I mean, there's still a lot that she hasn't learned, but all the ones that she's been taught, she has not had a problem doing a single spell. No, and she... And then she blushes. And she knows, she probably knows more than every kid in their year. Oh, yes, definitely. She might even probably more, more than some kids in later years, too. I was just about to say that. And I beat you to it. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so. Um, yeah, so Ron keeps going about how it's a disgusting thing to call someone that and. Dirty blood, common blood. And he does say something interesting that most wizards these days are half blood anyways, because if they hadn't started marrying muggles, they'd have all died out. That actually probably is true, though. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense if there's only a certain number of pure blood families, you'd have to start marrying muggles eventually. Or you would have to marry your relative. Right. Or you're going to be marrying relatives and yeah, then. That's kind of weird. Yes. So. Interesting. All right. Um, Oh, Hagrid doesn't blame Ron for trying to curse Malfoy. But it's probably a good thing that it didn't work because just think what his dad would have done if that had actually happened. So probably a good thing. Just maybe. Yeah. Oh, and all right. So next thing that happens here is Hagrid. <sighs> He's upset with Harry. <gasps> Can you believe it? Never. I, all right. I need to read this one part. So Hagrid says, Harry, got a bone to pick with you. I heard you've been giving out signed photos. <laughs> How come I haven't gotten one yet? <laughs> oh which is amazing (laughs) best line (laughs) best line in the book so far yes so of course harry is other than hermione's oh gryffindor's got a pure talent oh yeah that was good yeah well okay this this is a probably the the two best best lines of the chapter this just one was probably the best haggard line in the entire series Oh, maybe. I don't know. That that I remember. Okay. So, okay. Harry is furious at first. And he's like, I have not been giving out signed photos. And if Lockhart still spreading that around. And it's only then that he notices that Hagrid is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And he tells him he's only joking. And, and he told Lockhart that, of course, he's not doing that. And he told Lockhart that Harry is more famous than Lockhart without even trying. That is true. That is very true. Harry yeah. was became famous when he was a year old, and yes, he didn't he even know it. Right. He didn't so. even know that he was a wizard. Right. Until he was 11. Yeah. So that's pretty much... Oh, um, Hagrid does offer treacle toffee to Ron. Hmm. Um... But Harry, but Ron turns it down. Yeah. Well, and Harry had some before. Oh, that's right before um, Hagrid uh, tells him about the signed photos. His teeth are stuck together. Right. Uh, Hagrid's treacle toffee had cemented his jaws together. <laughs> okay. So they are about to leave Hagrid's and they see the pumpkins that Hagrid's been growing and they're extra big. They are ginormous. Yeah, each was the size of a large boulder. Dang, I want to have one of those to carve. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. So Harry asks what he's been feeding them. And then Hagrid says he's been giving them, you know, a bit of help. Hagrid. Mm -hmm. So Harry notices Hagrid's flowery pink umbrella. I still love that it's pink. And flowery. Yeah, I like that part too. Yep. So this is, actually, I don't remember if you mentioned this before, but this is where he gets a strong impression that Hagrid's old school wand was concealed inside of it. Probably is. Yep. Right. And of course, they mentioned again that he had been expelled in his third year, but they never found out why, or Harry never found out why. Because every time he asks, he became mysteriously deaf until the subject was changed. <laughs> hmm, wonder why. Uh, so Hermione asks if he used a engorgement charm, and she sounded irritated but impressed. It's uh, she was halfway between disapproval oh, and disapproval. amusement. Amusement. Yeah, which is kind of funny. I don't so. think that's what my reader guy said, but hmm. okay. Yep. Um, so your reader guy that you're referring to, you listen to, <laughs> you listen to this chapter, and we're not really sure who was reading it, but it was very strange. Uh, very. And yes. Instead of Gryffindor, he said Gryffindor, <laughs> and he was very choppy. Yeah. And then, and so he could say Hermione right, but he couldn't say Draco right, right, or, or Malfoy. That's so weird. So. It was Dry Draco Malfoy, I think. <laughs> wow, crazy. Okay, so let's get back here. Um, oh, Hagrid said that that's what Ron's little sister said about the engorgement charm. So apparently, she was around looking around the grounds hoping to run into someone else at my house. And he looks at Harry and winks. <laughs> if you ask me, she wouldn't say no to a signed. Oh, shut up. Said Harry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that probably funny. is true though. Yep. So by this time, it's just about lunchtime and Harry still has a piece of treacle toffee. Oh no. That's the only thing he's eaten all day. Was that? That's kind of sad. Coffee. Right. So, I would be starving. Yep. I would be starving at 9:30 cuz <laughs> I Wait, no, I would be starving like around 10 because on Wednesdays that's the time I eat lunch at school and then on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Friday, I eat lunch at 10:30 in the morning. Crazy. Super early. I don't okay. like it. It's like a breakfast time. All right. So they get back in the entrance hall because they're going to lunch. And right when they get in there, they run into Professor McGonagall. And she tells them about their detentions that they have to do this evening. So uh, Ron has to go to the trophy room with Filch to polish the silver 
using no magic. And then um, Harry has to go with Professor Lockhart to answer his fan mail. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. Why? <sighs> so, yeah, that's what they have to do. And so elbow it, grease. Right. So, um, Harry asked to go to the trophy room as well. And McGonagall says no, because apparently Lockhart requested him specifically. So, but all right, eight o'clock sharp. Why are they starting detention at 8 p.m.? Did they not learn anything from the last book? We already talked about this. We had a whole big rant. Oh, my goodness. Okay. At least it's They're earlier only... than last book. Last book, they were starting detention at 11 or midnight. It was 10. Or 10, whatever. 10 or 11. Right, yes. That's still late. It is... They probably didn't get back to the castle until 1 a.m. Yeah, maybe later. So, anyways, yeah, they're not happy about it, and Ron's mad because he can't use magic. And there's a well, I mean, what magic would he use? His wand's broken. Oh, that's a good point. But I don't know. Maybe he could borrow someone else's. That brings up another point. Why? Okay, if they know Ron's wand doesn't work, it's already hit um, Flitwick in the forehead already. (laughs) Why on earth? Does he not get another wand? Don't they have a spare wand at the school that he could use? Or couldn't they get a hold of his parents to get a new one? Why or maybe, is he still using this broken wand? Or maybe on the weekend they could let him take a tri- trip to Diagon Alley to get a new wand? Right. Because, I mean, they don't have classes on weekends. Yeah, and this broken wand obviously is not working. I mean, it made him throw up slugs, and and it hit. Um, that was kind of funny. Though. Flitwig square between the eyes. So I yes. mean, right? Seriously, the kid needs a new wand. Yes, he does. Let so. him get a new wand. <laughs> well, I mean, we do know that he purposely did not tell his parents because he thought they would be even more mad at him. So that's why he that didn't tell true. his parents. But why didn't a teacher step in and do something? So. Anyways, all right. Um, Harry said that he would gladly um, trade detentions with Ron because, well, he's good at muggle cleaning because the Dursleys made him do that all the time. And he doesn't want to answer fan mail with, what's his name? Lockhart, right? Yeah, him. So, (laughs) yeah. So then the next part, they get to, um, or Harry gets to his detention and he gets to address the envelopes. Yay! Yeah, lucky him. So, yeah, that's what he has to do, and he's doing it for a few hours. Dang. Okay, so they have, or he has been in detention for four hours. So if they started at 8 p.m., this is what, midnight, right? Or just before midnight? Because he says it's been nearly four hours. Or just, yeah. (sighs) So, okay. Um, Yeah. Seriously, what's wrong with these detentions? Right. So, after writing out all these addresses, this is the crazy thing that happens. So, imagine... All right. So, you are 12 years old right now. Hold on. Why can't detentions be right after the last class? Um, I mean, that's (laughs) how they do it at our schools. You're not at a boarding school either, though. So, they have a little more flexibility. But yeah, it, I don't know. And why are they this late at night? He's a 12-year-old boy. He should not be starting detention at 8 p.m. He should be going to bed at 8 p.m. Especially if he gets up at the crack of dawn. Right. He's out from the crack of dawn <sighs> till midnight. Well, um, one thing about this one is at least it's a Saturday night. That is true. So that helps a little bit. At least he can sleep in on Sunday. But But still. still. (laughs) Okay, so here's what happens. So, all right, imagine this, Isabel. You're 
you are 12 right now, just like Harry. Yep. It is a Saturday night. You have been in this weirdo teacher's office <laughs> addressing envelopes for almost four hours. It is almost midnight now. God, I would be spelling everything wrong. And then... Maybe I would purposely like, spell things wrong and purposely put the wrong address. That'd be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but then here, listen. You, yeah, This is what happens. In a voice to chill the bone marrow, the voice of breathtaking ice-cold venom. And here's what it says. It says, come. Come to me. Let me rip you. Let me tear you. Let me kill you. If you heard that, what would, I don't think your reaction would be to laugh. <laughs> no, no, it's the way that you were saying it made me laugh. No, I would not be laughing. I would probably be screaming my head off. Yeah. Okay, maybe not screaming, but like worrying my head off. So here, the first thing Harry says is, what? <laughs> he says that loudly. And then Lockhart. I would probably do that too. Right. So Lockhart didn't hear it at all. And. Because he's been talking almost this whole time and Harry's not even paying attention to him. And Lockhart goes, I know, six solid months at the top of the bestseller list broke all records. <laughs> <laughs> so Lockhart's off in his own little world, not paying attention to anything. And of course, I mean, Harry's not paying attention to him either. So it's kind of funny. Um, but it's yeah. It's quite funny, actually. He did not hear it at all. Hmm. So, I mean, here he's like, Maybe. no, the voice. And Lockhart's like, what? What voice? What are you talking about? And it's at this point that Lockhart looks at the time because he says, you know, you're probably getting a little drowsy. Great, Scott. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four Great hours. Great, Scott. Yeah. Have you never heard that saying before? No. Isabel, oh, have you seen Back to the Future? I'm pretty sure you have. I've seen part of it. Uh, the professor, Doc Brown. Great, Scott. When does he say that? All the time. Well, I guess I haven't watched oh, it enough. My goodness. Add that one to the list. Okay, but there's three of them, right? Yes. The boys have seen the first two. I've seen part of the first one. Well, like I said, we will add that to the list and we will remedy that situation. They're classics. You say amazing. Movies. You say that about almost every single movie that you grew up with. Well, most of them are classics now. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, let's get back to the story here. Uh, da, da, da. So yeah, uh, nobody heard it. So yeah. So Harry goes back to the comment or. Goes back up to his dorm, gets on his pajamas, and Ron is still not back. So now it is after midnight, and he waits another half an hour. Ron doesn't get back till 12.30, maybe 1 a.m.? Well, I mean, I mean, he is with Filch, who hates every student in the school, except, That's true. except for probably the Slytherins. Yeah. He seems to favor them. A little bit, yes. And all, well, h- him and Snape seem to favor the Slytherins. Well, Snape definitely favors them. I think yeah. Filch just doesn't hate them as much. That could work. I think. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, um, and then all the t- other teachers seem to hate Slytherin. <laughs> right. So yeah. So Ron, Ron is complaining. All of his muscles is seized up and. There's one Quidditch Cup trophy. He had to um, polish it 14 times. And apparently he had another slug attack. So the slugs came back. Crazy. Yeah. I thought they were done once. Or yeah, or but. maybe they were just stored up in his stomach. And because he <laughs> ate, it made him come up. Uh, so, I don't know. But anyway, so Ron does tell... No. Harry tells Ron what he heard and 
Lockhart couldn't hear it. And cray cray. Yeah. And so he asked, does, do you, does Harry think that Lockhart was lying? Um, and yeah, someone invisible would have had to open the door. So, yeah. Unless it was a ghost. That's true. Could be a ghost. And it could have been Peeves. Right. So Maybe he snuck into the office while Harry went in, and then he was invisible and was trying to trick Harry. That could be. So, yeah, the last thing Harry says is, I know, I don't get it either. And that is the end of the chapter. So, Isabel, um, I think it's time to rename this chapter. So chapter seven, mud bloods and murmurs. That is not a very fitting chapter title. No, not at all. So let's rename this chapter, Isabel. Um, chapter seven. What do you think is a better title? Um, maybe it um, should maybe. <laughs> Let me talk. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> okay, chapter seven. Chapter seven. Hold on, I forgot what I was gonna say. Well, that is a strange <laughs> title. That's one of your strangest ones. Okay. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, chapter seven. Ron pukes slugs and Harry hears a voice. That's not bad. <laughs> Ron pukes slugs and Harry hears a voice. Um Let's see. I, or I also came up with. Oh boy. <laughs> Draco's a seeker, and Ron puke slugs while Harry hears a voice. Oh my goodness! All right. Uh, <laughs> well, I think your first one is better, just because yeah. it's a little bit shorter. Uh, let's see. I think if I had to rename this one, I would say um, Draco is a racist, and Harry. Hears voices. Okay. Now, how would we combine them? What was yours again? <laughs> <laughs> Ron pukes slugs and Harry hears a voice. Uh, you know what? I think we should just go with that one. Okay. So Yay! All right. So let's roll those credits. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Potter Chat Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Potter Chat Podcast. We are on Instagram, Potter Chat Podcast, or on Twitter, Potter underscore podcast. You can also join the discussion in our Facebook group. Just search for Potter Chat Podcast, or you can email us, hello at Potter Chat Podcast. If you want any bonus content, you can support the show at patreon.com slash potterchat. All of those links are in the show notes for this episode. Anything else to add here, Isabel? See you next week, I guess. Sure, whatever, I guess. See ya. <laughs> Bye. See ya, kids. <laughs>